Welcome to the Fire and Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow. I believe in taking massive, inspired action from an awakened soul. This show is a weekly dose of spiritual principles, personal development, and success strategies for creating an epically aligned life. Here's to your wildest dreams coming true with less hustle, grit and grind, more flow, ease, and grace. I'm the founder of the Live Video Mastery Academy, a TV host, speaker, best-selling author, and proud fur mama, and I'll be sharing real talks with successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, best-selling authors, spiritual luminaries, and high-performance experts in this unfiltered, transformational, and soul-centered podcast. Things are about to get real. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fire and Soul Podcast. I am very excited about our guest today, but before we dive in and we start talking purpose and how you can literally find yours, and it doesn't necessarily have to be attached to your livelihood, and it's done as simple as like three different steps. Oh my God, you guys, this conversation is going to be so fantastic. I wanted to let you know that as part of my purpose in activating transformation in online entrepreneurs, digital CEOs, or laptop lifestyle entrepreneur aspiring souls, I have a new course coming out, the Video Mastery Lab. You will literally learn how to own your presence on video, live video at that via Facebook live video. And you will get the conversion blueprint of understanding how to convert your viewers into any program, product, or offer imaginable. So that's going to pick up in the next couple of weeks. So if you're interested, head on over to michelle-sorrow.com and then grab our five Facebook tips, Facebook live tips. And once you're on that newsletter, then you will get word for the next enrollment opening, which will be in just a few weeks. So definitely head on over to michelle-sorrow.com or of course you can DM me anywhere and I can get the information there as well. Today's guest is a beautiful, inspiring soul by the name of Kavan Massenberg. He says that God doesn't give you a bigger vision than you can handle. His official title in life is the ambassador of humanity. His purpose is to inspire billions. His story will blow you away. I get the chills as I even say it. I don't even want to give you any like takeaways right now. Ultimately, you can find your purpose in a way that may surprise, but definitely move and touch you for sure at the deepest levels of your soul. The conversation is a true arc of a transformational journey of a man who woke up to what he's here for. And in this story and in his share, I have no doubt that he will also wake you up a little bit more fully. So here's to transformation. Here's to inspiration. And here's to following those nudges when we don't know how we'll make it happen, but we let go of the how and we trust the process. We get more resourceful than the problem. We find the solution and voila, out on the other side is a life beyond your wildest imagination. Please meet the one and only Kavan Massenberg. This is a super big treat in the Fire and Soul podcast. We have Kevin Massenberg in the house. How are you, my friend? I'm doing amazing. I'm doing amazing. How are you doing? I'm good. You know, we actually have incredible sound right now. The audio quality is pretty damn good considering. Uh, where are you right now, my friend? Right now, I am in Indiana in a car. I had to make an emergency 
flight back home to be with my family for my grandmother's self. So mm. I got resourceful and I'm in a car with this podcast with you right now. <laughs> it's so fantastic. <laughs> and I love that you still said yes. And you're like, you know what? I may not know exactly how to get this done, but I'm going to be resourceful and make it happen. That's what it's all about. You know, that's Tony Robbins talks about not a lack of resources, a lack of resourcefulness. So when you care about something, life is important, you'll find a way to make it happen. So hundred percent. I love that. It's not a matter of resources. It's a matter of resourcefulness. And it's so true. Exactly. I mean, would you say you spend much time on the how of things? <laughs> if I focus <laughs> any way on the how, I would literally wouldn't be anywhere where I'm, where I'm at right now. Okay. Like let's- it, Let's talk about where you are, but let's talk about how you got here. So for those who are listening that are familiar with you, have seen you around, maybe seen your t-shirt, maybe seen your photos, you know, through social media with Tony and so many other people that you're, you're impacting their lives, but don't know your story. Let's start back when it started and you got the idea to do what you're doing now and you knew this was your mission. Where did that begin? Cool. So when I got the idea to begin doing everything that I'm doing now, that began when I got out of jail. So I kind of take it back and give everybody like a quick overview over how I even got to that point. Yes. So I'm 25 years old now. I grew up in Indianapolis. Early in my life, I got involved in the streets. When I was 15 years old, I went to juvenile for a firearm and a bulletproof vest. Hmm. When I was 18 years old, I got shot in the head. A bullet went in on one side and came out the other, kind of right underneath my earlobes on both sides hmm. uh, for those listening was super blessed. I was only in the hospital for about four to five days. The only thing that happened was the bullet knit my jaw. So my mouth was wide shut for about a month and a half. Mm. And that was the full extent. But at that time, I didn't realize the extent of what had happened. And the easiest way for me to kind of relate it to somebody so they could kind of understand is that if somebody's an investor listening to this and you made one bad investment, you're not just going to stop investing. It kind of, you're going to take it as that comes with the territory. That's a part of the game. So in that mind frame of being in that moment, in that environment, that's kind of what I took it as. I kept hustling and everything, selling drugs. And so when I was 21 years old, well, when I was 19 years old, I went to jail. Between 19 and 21, I kept going to jail, like finding out. And then when I was 21 years old, that was my last time going to jail. And I'm in jail here in Indiana. I have open cases in four different counties in Indiana. I lost over $100,000 and was facing up to 10 years in prison for uh, drugs and firearms type of thing. I spent about a year in jail. I'm kind of just like fast forwarding this real quick. I spent about a year in jail and it's when I got out that I started diving back into personal development and just like a a YouTube rabbit hole came past Tony Robbins and I heard him talk about fulfillment and everything. And that's when this idea of like purpose started coming to my mind. And I started like envisioning myself, like speaking in front of thousands of people. And it's when I learned the power of my story that I found my purpose. And that's when I wanted that for billions of people around the world. And that's where all of this came from. My goodness. Okay. When you said you got back into personal development and then you found yourself down the Tony Robbins rabbit hole, which thank God you did. What do you mean you got back into personal development? So, so that's, that's an amazing catch that you just caught right there. (laughs) So that was, that was good. That's good. So when I was 18 years old, are you familiar with the secret? Of course. Okay. So when I was 18 years old, I watched the documentary on Netflix, The Secret. Or I think my mom gave me the DVD or something. She told me to watch it, and I watched it. And it worked. Like, I used it. I made a lot of money in the streets, and it worked. I just was applying it in the wrong way. So when I got out of jail, it it 100% worked. (laughs) That Um, is the best ever. Yeah, it, like, 100% worked. 
So when I got out of jail, I would start rewatching The Secret. And through The Secret, you know how you just like watch one thing and YouTube just recommends something else, something else. So that's when I just started watching people and I'm coming past like motivational speakers and eventually Tony Robbins and Les Brown, Jim Rohn, just all these amazing people. So that was like, The Secret was like my intro back into personal development when I, when I got out of jail. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. And I totally appreciate the authenticity and you're just owning it right there. You're like, oh yeah, that shit worked. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, 100%. Right? So then you got back into it, but what was different about your mindset? Would you say that you were at rock bottom? What was different about my mindset is, yeah, being in jail was completely rock bottom. I cannot stand complacency. Mm. And being in jail, it felt like as if your life is on pause but everybody else in the world life is on play. Yep. And so getting out of jail, like, honestly, that's like the only reason I never went, I never went back to the streets. Like one of the biggest reasons is I needed that time to sit in jail. Before that, I kept like getting arrested and just bonding out of jail. Like I was out on bond in three counties. So going to jail and bonding out, it wasn't enough because I was right back on the streets the next day because I had money and thousands of dollars to pay bond. But Giving myself time to sit in jail, I not only reflected on where I was at in life, but how did I even get to that point? Mm. And, you know, I graduated high school early. I graduated high school almost a year early. I only had to go like my senior year, half of the days. I had like a three, four GPA. I wasn't a bad kid, but I just had leadership skills and everything. I just channeled in the wrong way. So getting out of jail, I just knew that like while I'm in jail, I'm seeing people go to prison for 10, 20, 30 years. I, got, I see somebody get sentenced to 94 years for things that, that could have easily have been me. That I've been so close to death and I've been so close to throwing my life away in prison that by me miraculously like getting a lot of cases dropped and only spending a year in jail, I got out and got sentenced to three years on house arrest. I knew that if I ever went back to the streets, I wouldn't make it out because I've been too close to both things. I've been too close to death in prison. But I knew for myself that there was more in life for me. Like, I just knew that this wasn't my, like, this wasn't it for me. That being in jail, being in the street, that wasn't it for me. So that was kind of like my catalyst in my mind frame. Like, okay, Kavon, like, I have another chance at life. God has granted me another chance at life. So it's like, this time I have to do it right. And I didn't know how, I didn't know what, but I just knew that I had so much to give. And that's what kind of got me back into personal development. Beautiful. And so that was when you were 21 years old. When did you set foot into your first live event? I stepped first in my first live event and uh, 2017, Date With Destiny, December of 2017. Okay, so that was two years after you had the epiphany and the wa- the awakening, really, of yep. there's got to be more. I've been doing everything one way because I was getting my needs met, but now I see I can go another direction. So that was two years early. So what were you doing in those two years? Because... Would you agree that going to a live event versus just watching things on YouTube or listening to it on a CD or DVD is a dramatically different experience? It's not even it's not even comparable. Like right. it just gave me goosebumps even thinking about this because I remember watching so many things on YouTube, right? So many motivational things, so many things. But to have that full immersion and to be in that live event, be completely present in that moment with what's going on. And surrounded by just loving people, you know, like Tony, Tony people is like as loving as they could get. Of people who support, <laughs> hug, and everything, it was it was completely different. To answer your question, in those that two years before, it was it was actually seventeen months. It was exactly seventeen months, mm. a year and a half. 
And when I got out of jail, I got sentenced to 34 months on house arrest. Mm -hmm. And for those who don't know, house arrest is like an ankle bracelet around your ankle. You're not allowed to leave the house at all. The only thing you can leave the house for is for school or work. And besides that, if you're up to date on your payments, which you have to pay $14 a day that I had to pay when I first got out of jail. That's a whole nother story. But if you're up to date on your payments, you could get four hours a month to do what you want to do. Only four hours a month. So I was on house arrest for a year and a half. About midway in, that's when I came past Tony Robbins. And that's when I came past I'm Not Your Guru. Mm. And when I watched that, something clicked. Mm. Like something clicked. And I was like, I have to be in that room. Mm -hmm. Like I have to be in the next time. So I like Googled it. And I like Google Date with Destiny. And I seen that it was in December. And around this time, it's like August. So I'm like, cool, I still have time. It hasn't passed yet, right? And I look at the ticket, and it's like $5,000. And I'm like, holy shit, how am I going to get this money? But like something clicks. And I still had another year and a half on house source. I got sentenced to three years. I'm only like 14 months in at this point, right? But something clicked. So I had a Jordan shoe collection. I had like 50 pair of Jordans. I sold like 20, 30 of them. I was working a warehouse the whole time, working at a warehouse the whole time. So I'm like, at the time of seeing that, I only had a hundred bucks in my account living in my mom's basement when I learned about Day With Destiny. Between like those next four, four or five months type of thing, I sold like my Jordan shoe collection. I worked like 70, 80 hours a week and I bought the ticket for $5,000 the last day it was on sale for $5,000. It left the same hundred dollars that I started off with in my bank account. Wow. And like, Everybody called me crazy, like, who the fuck is Tony Robbins? Why are you spending $5,000? Like, my brother's like, yo, give me $1,000. I'll call you every morning and motivate you, right? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> but something was like, I just had to go. And people were like, yo, why are you spending all that money? Like, you have another year and a half left on house arrest. Like, what, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, some, I just have faith. Something's going to make it way. I don't know the how at all, but... I'm just focused on the outcome. I'm going to be in that room. And we petitioned the judge and lawyers, and it was a long shot. And I got off house arrest two weeks before Date oh with Destiny. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is incredible. Yeah. Went out to Date with Destiny. So I had like a couple hundred bucks saved. And I'm looking up hotels in, in Florida, and I found like some cheap motels for like 60, 70 bucks a night. I'm like, cool, I'm going to stay there. I get to Florida. I didn't realize that it's 5,000 people, and everything is sold out. And the cheapest hotel is like 170 bucks. Right. So I like had to, I slept in my car for like the first two three days of day no with Destiny until I met somebody and they let me stay with them. That was December of 2017. So was it a like 20 months ago type of thing? Yeah. And at where I'm at now, it's been amazing. So yeah, but that it's that full immersion. Yes, my friend, I have the chills. And by the way, you guys can't see this because we're on video right now. One of these days, I'll I'll have a little YouTube thing for this, but. The sun is literally coming down over your face, like all the rays of sunshine come on. So as you're saying this, like you are literally <laughs> a glow. You are so lit up on purpose. I was at that Thank same you. day with Destiny. You and I, I have, you have no idea. Like I just feel this connection with you. And I did from the moment that I met you. But I had the same thing happen. I watched I'm Not Your Guru. I wasn't on house arrest. However, it felt like house arrest because I was a prison in my own fucking yeah. mind, right? And I too was like, I don't know how the hell I'm going to get there. How am I supposed to make this happen? But I got to be at date with destiny. And my first was in December of 2017. So yeah. I look at my life and I am 20 years older than you as before and after date with destiny. How would you say that experience was? Did it measure up to what you knew you were drawn to when you watched it on the Netflix documentary? 
1,000%. Like, (laughs) the person that I was before and the person I'm at now, it's a complete 180. Like, it's a 100% complete 180. Going into date with Destiny, I knew the outcomes I wanted. I knew I wanted better for my life. I was like, well, if I spend $5,000 and it's 5,000 people spending $5,000, then, like, there has to be some meaning in there that I can find a mentor. (laughs) So I'm like, if they can spend that money, then there has to be somebody successful that I find a mentor. Like, that's where I found my first mentor at. That's where I found my best friend to this day. Who are these people? My mentor, my first mentor ever, his name is Joe Sanders. Okay. He was a platinum partner at the time. Long story short, we met and he instantly offered. I was looking for a mentor. And in that moment, he was looking to find somebody to mentor. Wow. Like in that moment, he went back to the to the booth and he didn't want to just give money. He gave his money, but he's like, is there any way I could get like hands on involved? And they found Tony Robbins Foundation or something. And they're like, uh, it's kind of busy right now. Like if you call us after the event, we can figure out how. He went back to his seat and he was in his mind. This is what he told me afterwards. He was like, he just came back from asking him as a way he could get full like hands on involved. And he was sitting there thinking like, how can I get involved? And then I came up to him. So Joe Sanders was my first ever mentor. Wow. Uh, Andrea Espinosa. She has been an extraordinary friend to me this whole time. This is the, like the closest person I'm in my life with right now. And she was that day with Destiny. Uh, Levi, are you from, you know who Levi is? Yeah. Yeah. Then what else happened at Date with Destiny? Because that truly defined your life. That was your moment. What Date with Destiny allowed me to do is it allowed me to break out like the biggest limitation I had, which was myself. Mm. And just, I was living a life. And when I stepping into this new life, like, when I first went to Date with Destiny, you know, like, Date with Destiny is, like, the most premier, like, people go to that event because they have something going on. Like, people don't just go to Date with Destiny. No. Like, people go there because they're, like, rock bottom, like, I have to make a switch. I don't care if it's $5,000, I, I got to go, right? Yeah. Like, suicidal and all type of thing. So, a lot of times at Date with Destiny, people ask, like, oh, what brought you here? Like, oh, what brought you here? What are you here for, right? But I didn't tell people, like, I just got off a house for two weeks ago. I'm sleeping in my car. I had a fear of judgment. Yeah. Like, I'm a young black kid. I'm like the only young black kid at this event. It's just like older Caucasians. And now I'm like, people are going to judge me for my past and everything. Mm. So I was just telling people like, oh, I just watched the I'm Not Your Guru and came here. I didn't tell anybody my story, right? Tony talks about before was limitations. And I was like, you know what? I wonder if this is a limitation on my mind. Ooh. And what had this is this is like what had really triggered this is like the inside story this is what really triggered this new transformation is there was a lady in my group and she was like a middle-aged caucasian uh, lady and you know like tony robbins events a lot of engagement hugging high-fiving and she wasn't doing any of that with me and my whole group loved me so in my mind i automatically made it in my mind that she's prejudiced or racist like there's nothing you cannot have told me that's the only reason that like a middle-aged caucasian lady is not engaging with me is that she has to be racist Mm-hmm. Day three, Tony Robbins asked the people who are suicidal to stand up, and she uh, stood up. Mm-hmm. And when she stood, I get chills to this day. When she stood up, it crushed me. It crushed my heart. And I was like, like, there's nothing you could have told me. I was one million percent in my mind that she's prejudiced or racist. But when she stood up, then those blinders come off. Those glasses, that the lens that I'm seeing life through, it came off. And I realized that she's not engaging with anybody. It's not just me. Mm-hmm. And she's taking like pills and stuff throughout the conference. That's why her energy is low and everything. But in my mind, I made up. So I was like, Kavon, what else are you making up? Like, are you making up that people are going to judge you? 
So it was in that moment that I chose to share my story. And like the second person I shared my story with happened to be like Tony Robbins. He tapped me on my shoulder. He asked me what I was doing there. I told him my story. He was like Tony Robbins' top videographer at that time. Rohan, uh, his name is Rohan. He recorded me telling my story. He put it on Facebook, got like thousands of views. And that's when I realized the power of myself and the power of my story. And that's what led me to like speaking across the country and everything. It's incredible. It is truly remarkable. And I love that. I just cried. I got the chills. I'm like so moved by your perspective that that fundamental shift of what other stories have I made up about the way it is with that fixed mindset, right? It got me to where I was. I'm not there anymore. I don't know exactly how to move beyond this, but this beautiful angel who's in so much pain and suffering could stand up and be courageous and share where she was completely transformed your mindset and your perspective and then your life. 100%. Now I go into life like an open mind, like Mm. what else am I not seeing? Because in that moment, one million percent she was racist, but she wasn't. So it's like, man, Kavon, what else have you made up about life? What other stories have you been making up? What other meaning have you been giving to things that is not that? And that's when my whole world opened up. And I like to call it like life is like an onion. And we all have like layers of limitations. They're always there. Yeah. It's just about like peeling back layers and layers and layers. So just like, Kavon, what other layers can I peel back? What other limitations do I have on me that I don't even notice that I, I can peel back? So and that's how like life has been. Oh, it's just been incredible. So you come back from that date with Destiny and you have the the Facebook video that's gone a little viral, right? Yeah. Is that when you recognized off of reflection that you have to keep going in this specific direction? Because it's not necessarily what you went into date with Destiny for, right? You didn't think you'd be no. out there speaking and leading and inspiring billions. That wasn't your mission. You just wanted to improve your life. But how, where, yeah. where did that moment come in of that aha of like, this is my purpose? I wanted to inspire millions, but I just didn't know how. I just didn't know how. And when I seen these guys on back on YouTube, like on stage in front of thousands of people, I had a vision of myself speaking in front of thousands of people. I just didn't know how. After Day With Destiny and after that video went out there, like it was incredible. So many people DM me mm. and like people were DMing me telling me things that they like have me like, oh, I've been a drug addict. I never told anybody. I just got out of prostitution. This happened. This happened. Like people are just coming to me, telling me everything. And I read a quote when I was in jail and this quote came back. It's like a longer quote, but part of the quote says, when you let your light shine, you unconsciously give others permission to do the same. Marion Williamson. Exact her, yes. Mm-hmm. And I realized that by me being vulnerable enough to share my story, it gave people the permission to do the same. And this is why I tell people, like, if you've met somebody that you haven't seen in a long time, you're like, oh my God, Michelle, how you doing? And that person's like, oh, I'm doing amazing. How are you doing? Even though things are like fucked up in your life, you're going to just say good or amazing. Because you're not about to just tell her how you're doing all type of bad. You're going to feel like she's going to judge you. But if I was like, if you came to me like, hey, come on, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a long time. And I was like, ah, oh, Michelle's been kind of hard. You're like, me too. Oh, my God. I thought I was the only one. Like, I gave you permission that I'm not going to judge you. So after Day With Destiny, after my people start reaching out to me off of my story, like, that's when I found the path. That's when I found my purpose. That it's like, my purpose is to sit here and inspire as many people in this world to like shed their life, share their story and find their purpose in the world because that's where 
that's when my life shifts when I found my purpose. And that's what I wanted for everybody else. Beautiful. So you're wearing your signature t-shirt, which is what now so many people in the Tony Robbins community and or environment, we call them family, wear. And then now I'm sure thousands of others. And let's talk about the t-shirt, where that was inspired from and what that means for you and how you moved it from millions to billions. (laughs) Yeah, you see the change. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're taking it to the next level, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) After after Tony Robbins, right, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just know I wanted to add value. The biggest part of Tony Robbins, what it did for me was not only the information that I got in from the seminar, but the people I was able to meet. And a lot of people I was able to meet from sharing my story. That's right. But I was like, everybody, every single person in this world has a story, but everybody never had the opportunity to share it. Like at Tony Robbins, you know, the people who stand up or something, they get a lot of love. People love them, praise them, help them out and everything because they got to share the story out there. And I was blessed that Rohan reported me telling my story and put it on social media and everything because a lot of people hit me up from there and a lot of mentors. So I was like, how do I, how can I create something where people share their stories and that like people can meet each other? So I had a vision of like, what happened if people were able to like write on their t-shirt what they did or something like that or something. And Andrea was one of the people that we were going back and forth because she was young. She was like 19 at Tony Robbins at They Were Destiny. So we we're kind of bouncing ideas back and forth. But then that's when I thought of this, like, a lot of people could, like, write on their T-shirt. Like, I had a vision that, like, Tony Robbins like, day five, everybody wear their purpose T-shirt and try to meet as many people that have, like, the same purpose as you as you can or type of thing. Like, an easy icebreaker that people can meet people with. That's where the T-shirt came from. I started a T-shirt last year. And right, I got fired from my job, like, two months before. And I was, like, smarter than my man. I was like, I would never work for anybody else. So that's what made me like, I have to start something of my own that adds value to this world. I started this t-shirt. It sold around the world. It sold in like nine different countries instantly. Sold thousands of them. I won Business Mastery, Tony Robbins Business Mastery in January and got up on stage with Tony Robbins. Out of 2,500 people in the room, in 24 hours, we had 1,000 people wearing a My Purpose t-shirt and raised like $30,000. I had to get up on stage with Tony. It was insane. And now I just closed a partnership with a company called Idea Lab New York. And Tony's a partner in that business. Bill Gross is a partner. Bill Gross is a billionaire, number one entrepreneur in the world. I'm with my mentor, Jonathan Cohen, the CEO. And we just closed a partnership like two, three months ago to make my brand into something that is scalable and that can compete with the likes of like Nike or something to inspire billions of people. That's where the billions come from. So it's been like amazing. It's incredible. So when you, and congratulations, I, I am so moved and so excited for you and deeply freaking inspired. And I love this. Like your chest is up, your sternum is up <laughs> two millimeters. You're like, you are walking yeah. in purpose, my friend. Yeah. Incredible. So for those who are suffering and they're where you were when you were in jail or when, you know, you were at the bottom, right? Like, just like, Oh yeah. God, I can't believe this is my life. What can you say to them right now that it's like a couple of action steps they can take to just begin to shift their mindset that there's got to be another way? Number one, I'll say start journaling. Mm. Like start journaling. Being in jail allowed and just having that time to myself, I just journaled. And it allowed me to declutter my mind every day, every day. And that's something that you'll be able to look back. I look at my journals back when I was in jail right now. And I'm like, where was I at this time two years ago, three years ago? What mind frame was that? And it's extraordinary. So that's number one, start journaling. And number two, always like figure out what your purpose, figure out what you're here to give. The only reason that sadness and stuff comes when somebody's life or depression, things of that nature, 
as they feel like they're not here for a reason. They feel like that their life is pointless, that they're not here to give something. But we're each here to give something. I don't care if it's to save all the turtles in the world. Everybody has a purpose. And I tell somebody to figure it out what that is for themselves. The easiest access point that I found in like speaking across the country, doing this with thousands of people from Tony Robbins, Platinum and Platinum Lions to inner city kids is one simple question is, if every job in this world paid $1, you could be a doctor, a veterinarian, a basketball star, anything in this world, and they, every job paid $1 and you had to do something for the rest of your life, what would you do? And off of that, ask yourself why. If you ask yourself why, what about that is it that you love two, three times, that's where you're going to bring you closer and closer to what your true purpose is. So somebody might say, oh, I'll be a veterinarian. Why? Because I love animals. What about it do you love about animals? I love how they are. I love how they add value to my life. And I want to save all animals. I want to save all animals and help people experience that love. So what is it, your purpose? I don't know what my purpose is. You just told me that your purpose is to save all the animals and to help people experience like that bond with animals. And it's like, it's the easiest access point so for somebody to find what's true to themselves. So number one is journal, definitely journal. Number two, find your purpose. And number three is believe in it. Mm. Whatever purpose or vision that you have for your life, it was given to you and you only. It wasn't given to your best friend. It wasn't given to your spouse. It wasn't given to your mom, your dad. It was given to you. And if you have that vision, that means you have the power from within to bring that vision to fruition, to cultivate that and bring it out into fruition. But it's up on you. Nobody's seen my vision how I've seen it. Everybody's like, what are you doing? Talking about you want to speak? What are you talking about? T-shirts, everything like that. And first, people are going to put their limitations off for you. And then when you do it and you accomplish it, people are going to tell you how they always believe in you. So it's like, <laughs> so <true. laughs> that's what happens. So it's like, believe in yourself first, believe in that vision, believe in yourself and believe in what you're here to give to this world. And that's what truly lights you up. So journal, find your purpose and believe in it and bring it to the world. Beautiful. Journal, find your purpose and then believe in it. Unwavering faith. Now, I just want to be really clear on the find your purpose thing, because I want people to be able to do this if they don't have access to come to see you at a speaking event. So you're saying, pose the question of if all jobs were paid the exact same amount, $1. So it didn't matter, right? That like one job might make you more money. So you think that the money is actually going to bring you that fulfillment. Exactly. Searching for. I totally love it. So you level the playing ground, right? In terms of value or perception of value. And then yeah. you're like, and then you can only do that one thing. What would it be? We would all know what we're gravitating toward, but we get so caught up in how can we make the ends meet? Will I be able to scale it? Is exactly. It really the bills, right? And so we don't oftentimes do what we really want to do. That's what's been placed on our heart for a purpose, right? Exactly. Because we think we won't make money yeah. doing it. Yeah. But I truly agree with you that if you follow that call, then all of our needs will be met and God source, universe, whatever you want to call it, will respond in kind, but you got to believe it and take the action toward it. Exactly. Yeah, you have to. And yeah, a lot of people get, I mean, I've, I've done this with multi-millionaires and the things that they say, if I said every job paid a dollar, it surprises themselves. They're like, I've heard somebody say, I'll be a, like, I'll be a farmer. And they're like, whoa, what, what do you mean? Like, they surprised themselves. Like, did I just say that? Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll be, I'll be an artist. Like, I was like, people say what's really true to their heart. When you're not worried about the money, it's like a kid, right? A kid like curiosity. A kid like wonder. Kids are not thinking about what they want to do. 
I asked this question to a girl and her son was with her. And her son was like, mom, would you be a woman astronaut? Right? Like, he's not thinking about how hard it is to be an astronaut. He's just thinking about, like, what would fulfill him? What would he love? And it's like, when you ask that question at every job, pay a dollar, you get away from where society has been pushing you mm-hmm. for so long. Like, okay, to be a lawyer, to be a high exec, to do this, to do that. And you start getting back to what's true. Like, if every job paid a dollar, I don't know if I want to be an exec up in this corporate company. Like, I would probably want to work with kids for the rest of my life. I love kids. I probably want to plant organic, organic vegetables so everybody has access to quality food, right? People get down to what's real. Mm. So when you did this exercise for yourself, what came up for you? Was it part of this vision that you said you saw of speaking on stages? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm watching YouTube and I'm seeing Les Brown and Eric Thomas, Tony Robbins. I'm seeing these guys on stage in front of thousands of people and like something just, I don't know. I just had like a vision. I like put myself in that shoe. And I see it still vividly to this day, give me good stuff, like just thousands of people in the audience. And it's just me up there speaking. And I had like no clue what I would speak about. So it was, it was three things that helped me like really make that transition, right? It was Tony Robbins. It was Steve Jobs' commencement speech at Stanford. And in his commencement speech, he said, don't live with dogma, which is the results of other people thinking. Mm-hmm. And follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know where you need to be. Mm. That changed my life. And this this was the key part right here, right? I'm seeing these guys, I'm seeing like Tony Robbins up on stage impacting all these people. This is back before I had that breakthrough. In that mind frame, I'm like, oh, it's easy for him to do it because he's white. Oh. And I could I couldn't do that because I'm a felon. And I did this, I couldn't do that, right? And then I read the autobiography of Malcolm X. And Malcolm X was in prison for like 10 years and got on, became this powerful speaker and then realized the truth about how he was speaking against uh, Caucasians and everything and then switched it up and said that he's for humanity as a whole. He's not just for one set of people or one set of, he's for humanity as a whole. And that's where he ended his life at. And it showed me how somebody could start at one point and end up at another. And be somebody, be a black man that has this powerful voice and stand for humanity as a whole. It's not about race. It's not about, it's about humanity. One is everybody together. And like those three pieces, like Tony Robbins, Steve Jobs telling me to follow my heart and intuition, don't live with the results of other people thinking. And Malcolm X showed me how powerful a black man in his voice can be. All those three combination and having that vision of me speaking on stage, that's when I, I found my purpose. Beautiful. That's the trifecta. And what I love about that is that you've got two white men in there, right? Giving you hope and possibility and showing you another way, another path, another perspective. Yeah. So what's next, my friend? You're here. You're scaling. I mean, obviously, you've got incredible mentors. I I know who you're referring to in the Tony world, the the Platinum Lion world. Outside of getting these T-shirts on the backs of pretty much all people on the planet, what else is part of this vision of yours? We're cultivating this this business, this company is getting cultivated in something that's way bigger than t-shirts, that's way bigger than anything right now. I can't speak too much on the things me and the company is working on. So I just had 30 people in New York a couple of weeks ago. I met with a VP of Under Armour. We had 30 people in New York to like brilliant minds, top CEOs, top lawyers, and 
everybody from the top to everybody that's just getting started, a 20-year-old, right? The 27-year-old running for city council here in Indiana, somebody running for mayor in New York. Like, we had all these people in the room to rapidly cultivate a creative and innovative go-to-market strategy. And how can we make the biggest impact on the world and people as a whole? So everything, so that just happened two weeks ago. And a lot of things are coming out of that. I'm finna do my first series A round of funding. And how do we make how do we make a billion dollar profit and billion dollar impact business? That's for profit and for impact. And how do we cultivate something from the bottom that is centered around contribution, centered around um, meaning, centered around adding value, not just centered around how to make money. Beautiful. So I'm looking to make a full source company that is like ethically sourced manufacturing, ethically sourced clothing making an impact in family friendliness and just a lot of, it's a lot of different moving parts to everything we're making now, but it's like, how can I sit here and inspire billions of people to figure out what their purpose is? And a t-shirt is just a vehicle to be able to do that. Got it. I understand. It's like a way for brand awareness to really touch all humanity anywhere and everywhere, but that's like the gateway to get them curious and intrigued as well. What else is going on here? Because the right people will be magnetized to this message and you're clearly striking a chord. I mean, number one, you're deeply curious when you see someone wearing the t-shirt and you're like, well, how do they, they know their purpose? Well, what's my purpose? I want to know exactly. my purpose. I've had this thing against the whole purpose you know, conversation in personal development my entire life, because I think it really messes with a lot of people's minds. Right. And they suffer to your point earlier of like, what is my purpose? I don't know what my purpose is. Does that mean that there's something wrong with me because I don't know my purpose. Right. But I love the way that you give them a way in which they could find their true purpose. Level the playing ground. It doesn't matter how much money you make at this. What really lights you up? Exactly. And it's so pure and simple. That's the key word is simple. A lot of people of doing this with thousands of people, a lot of people overcomplicate it. They think that this purpose has to be an extraordinary, life-changing, world-class paragraph of what their life is to be. And it could be something as simple as my purpose is to inspire billions. My purpose is to save all turtles, right? I did this with the youngest crowd that I did this with was with seven to 12-year-olds. That was my first ever speech workshop with seven to 12 year olds. And at the end of it, these kids were, my purpose is to be a chef, to feed the homeless. My purpose is to be a veterinarian, to save our animals. My purpose is to be a lawyer, to fight for justice for all. The video of what I'm referring to is on my website so somebody could watch it. And it's that simple. It's that simple. It doesn't have to be a world-class paragraph. And I think when people really get to the truth of what it is for them, and answer that question, like if every job paid a dollar, what would they do and why? And ask yourself why a couple of times, you're going to find that the simple answer might be to help all women or to help all men or to coach relationships, whatever it is. But it's something simple. It's not a 10 paragraph life summary. And I think that's where people get stuck is they get stuck in their mind about it. So question for you as we begin to wrap this up. For those who, let's say they are the attorney, but they really want to be an organic fruit grower, right? but they realize that that's probably not going to pay the bills. What do you say about that? Volunteer. Okay. So in other words, fulfill your purpose, but it doesn't necessarily have to be attached to your livelihood. It doesn't have to. If you're in a position right now where you could switch and make it attached to your livelihood, what I tell people is I promise when you follow your purpose, the 
God, universe, source, whatever you want to call it, is going to make room for the financials. I didn't start this t-shirt to make money, but now I just closed a partnership with people that I've been looking up to. So it's like, it's because I followed my purpose. I followed the value, the impact. I didn't care about the money, right? So, but for that person who might be like 50 years old and been a lawyer their whole life, and they just can't switch to be that organic farmer. Unless you're really doing something related to your purpose, you will never truly be fulfilled. I just did this with an exec that manages $3 billion for Under Armour. And even after doing it with him, he's like, I see why like, this has to get brought to the world. And it's like, because unless you're truly doing what you love to do at the core, you will never be truly fulfilled. But that doesn't have to be 40, 50 hours a week. If you love working with kids, but you're a lawyer, like volunteer at a daycare or whatever once a week, twice a week for an hour, two hours. But I promise you that hour, two hours is going to be the best hours that you had the whole week because you're living in your purpose. You're living what you're meant to do and you're adding value in a way that no money is even valuable to compensate you for. You're just giving. It's beautiful. Now, I'm, of course, I'm curious without saying names, obviously, this Under Armour exec who manages $3 billion worth of a portfolio. What was his purpose? His purpose was to teach and coach kids. Oh, not what he's doing. Not what he's doing. Not what he's doing. And he's doing that right now by he coaches his. It's so funny. So during our meeting, I brought him a T-shirt and he didn't know what he would write in his T-shirt. He didn't know. I had to I had to do this with him, walk him through it. Right. And by the end, he got down to what was real. And he's doing that. He's doing that with his his kids. He coaches his son in basketball. So he's, he's living in his purpose. He does that, but he's volunteering again. He's probably not coaching to get paid, but he's coaching because that's what he loves to do. And yes. I was like, even if your kid wasn't in there, would you still coach or something? And some aspect, he said, of course. He said, right now I'm coaching basketball because my kids love basketball. But if I didn't do basketball, I think he said he'll coach um, lacrosse or he'll coach, coach another sport. But his coaching is something that he'll love to do. Amazing. I love that. And you got to take him through that process for him to get really clear on that piece for himself so that he could live out an authentic life, truest to his soul's purpose. Yeah. And what he originally said was, he originally said that his purpose was to be a good father and a good husband. And I had to call him out a little bit on that. Because one thing that I've learned of doing this work is your purpose is not dependent upon anything else or anybody else if your purpose is to be a good father so that's why i asked him i said if your purpose is to be a good father what happens when your kids are 20 30 year olds they're highly successful and you know you raised some good kids then you don't have a purpose anymore right then you don't right your purpose is an it's like a never-ending journey that's why I, I don't even really like saying i'm on a mission because like a mission can end a mission can be mission complete like there's your purpose is never ending to inspire beings of people. There would never not be somebody else that I can inspire to save the planet. There, there would never be nothing else that to save all animals, to feed all homeless. There will always be something else that you could be doing. So your purpose is a never ending mission. And then after working with him, he's seen that. Yeah. By being a good father, by living in his purpose, he was meeting being a good father. He was meeting being a good husband. Right. By coaching and teaching, he was doing that with his kids. So he was a good father. By being there for his kids and being engaged with his kids and everything, he's being a good husband because he's there with his wife as well. So by living in your purpose, everything else is going to come. 
Everything else is a byproduct. Money is going to come. Money is a byproduct of living in your purpose. Your family is a byproduct of living in your purpose. But it starts with you actually living in your purpose. It is so beautiful. So I'm trying to think like, you know, I got the quote mission at Date With Destiny and I was very clear on that. And it was all about serving love, right? To everyone and anyone. And now I, as I, I've had another year go by, I realized that what it is, is it's activating transformation. That's what I like mm. to do. It's, it's, I want to yeah. see it and I want, I want that light to go off and where there's a, a direct before and after as a result of us having a conversation, spending time together, you saying yes to something I might challenge you to, stepping outside your comfort zone, being more courageous, yes. more confident, more loving, more bold, more you, right? Being you, being yes. all in, which is who you are, my friend. I'm so moved by you. you. Okay, the final question for this podcast, which is currently titled Fire and Soul. And I talk about fire being the action, taking inspired action from an awakened soul. In other words, you're always divinely guided because you're awake to the truth of who you are. So I'd love to know, because I ask all my guests the same question, how would you define an awakened soul? The easiest word that I could think about an awakened soul is compassion. Hmm. To have compassion is to not only care about the things that are around you and the things that you could see and touch, but to care about how your actions affect people that you may not ever meet, how your actions impact the world in a way that you might not be here to reap the benefit or the causes of that. So it's like to have compassion. So I watched a video and a girl said that it was like an eight-year-old girl and she was like overseas somewhere and she was like a child worker, slave worker, right? And she's working like 16-hour days, like building toys and building things. And she just, she said in her mind, she never understood where all this stuff was going until when she came to the United States and she walked in Walmart and she started bawling, crying because she seen where everything was going that she was building, that she was building as a kid. And so I think compassion is like, Having awareness and awakened soul is having compassion for others, how your actions are going to affect somebody else that you may never meet, how your actions affect the world that you're going to be living, even if you're not here to live in it two, three decades later. But it's just having that awareness and having that compassion for everybody, everything around the world. That is an awakened soul to me, is simply compassion. That is beautiful. That is definitely awakened soul for me as well, my friend. And you embody this entirely. I am so grateful to know you. So thankful that you took the time and that you made it possible, went into the car and found Wi-Fi and kept your window <laughs> yeah. on this call to share your purpose of inspiring now billions with our listeners. We'll definitely add in the show notes how they can find you, order t-shirts, come to a speaking event, hire you for one of their events. You are a man I wouldn't say on a mission, but on a purpose-driven legacy. It's beautiful. I love that. I love, <laughs> that. I love you, man. Thank you so much. Love you too. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for everybody listening. Yeah, I hope you took some value out of it and find your purpose. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fire and Soul podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.